Well, welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC. The road belongs to us all. A big thanks to our presenting partner for pushing that important message to make sure you do your bit as a cyclist out there on the road to make sure that everyone gets their destination in a safe manner. Welcome, Campbell. Great to have you back on the show for maybe the biggest pop, maybe the biggest podcast of the year. I maybe said that before the Giro as well, but I think this, this one tops it. Yeah, it probably is, although there's not as many random Italian cyclists that Max can, can provide uh, inside on. So maybe maybe it's not for everyone, but, you know, for me, Alex, it's the tour is the tour and it's, it's the bigger, biggest race of the year and, and the biggest show for us of the year. It's so big that you even sent through some Sorkin notes based off the work that you've been preparing this week, running yeah, through some different team sheets, grading working it. On the, grading working it. on those Sorkin notes for years. Um, so it's good to, to come prepared and we can have some good discussion on, on my Sorkin notes. Yeah, came out season five, episode 10. <laughs> Max, been a, it's been a pretty big, pretty big month since we caught up last for the post of the Giro. A bit's going on with your life, the Melbourne Football Club. Hey, hey, yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we'd lost uh, last time we chatted, and now we can't win. Um, we can. No, we had a big win, one v two. I'm sure it was broadcast wherever you are. Yep. Um, one one v two in the AFL. That's, I mean, that even makes it to Tassie prime time. I think Campbell. Of course. Yep. Um, no, look, I, I, uh, I had a mayor of a game, Queen's birthday. I um. I went in with a bit of a sore back. Um, the back then got pretty aggravated when Mason Cox put its knee in it twice. Um, and then I rolled my ankle pretty severely in halfway through the second quarter. Um, so all things weren't pointing towards Max. Um, well, my ankle was, which probably is the, the poor thing. But So at halftime, I, uh, I got it re-strapped. Um, and all that laying down on the bed and the halftime cool down just got my back in a almost a non-compete stage. So then I told the, the powers that be, I said, I'll go out there, I'll, I'll warm up. I warmed up, I wasn't great, but it was too late. I decided to take the, I decided to take the set of bounce in the third quarter and I rolled my ankle again. Um, so I went off the ground and said, oh, the ankle's worse than what we thought. So then we did a bit of local um, cortisone um, and all that laying down again, getting it re-strapped and getting it jabbed. Uh, my back ended up becoming unbearable. Um, so I was going to get subbed, which was the first time in my career since the medical sub, I was going to get subbed. And then the, the debutant Daniel Turner came down with concussion as I was getting strapped. Um, so there went the sub. So I said, all right, I've got to, I've got to go back on here. So I went back on and sat at full forward and I was almost not even out there. Um, <laughs> And then I was hoping when I went and got my scans the next day, I was just hoping that it showed something because showed enough that I would be right in 10 days after the buy, but showed like, so showed very little that I'd be right in a week, but then showed something that showed that I had enough carry on for the right purposes. But it showed a syndesmosis, which is a buzzword in football, um, which is a high grade ankle can be eight weeks, can be six, can be four. I'm hoping in my case, um, and my back was like a little L2, L3 sort of disc eruption as well. So I had something, which was good. Hey, Max, can you um, give the Stanley Street Social an exclusive on your blasting of the, the Collingwood bench? What, what was said? I certainly can, Campbell. Uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's great journalism from you. Um, I, uh, all things just got a little bit too much for me 
um, when it all when it all sort of happened. My back and my ankle at the same time, and a young fellow with blonde hair ran past me with long sleeves. Uh, I'm not going to name names; mm-hmm. could be one of yeah, no, no, no names needed. I think there's a few people that wear long sleeves and have blonde hair for Collingwood, so it narrows it down to about three or four. Um, and just told me that I was a little bit soft in my decision to go off the ground at that point. Um, so Jeez. I tried to follow that person to the bench. Uh, he was obviously going a lot quicker than me, so I got to the bench a little bit late. Um, and I just tried to return serve, but I couldn't find him. So as I was returning serve, I couldn't find him. I was looking for him, and I locked eyes with Nick Maxwell. Um, so if Nick Maxwell was a Stanley Street social listener, I apologise. I wasn't. I wasn't having to go at you. <laughs> Someone had um, got it. No, it was poor from me. I got to. I got to be able to hold my um, my emotions better than that. Uh, it actually wasn't that much. It was an everyday chat that went past, and I was just all things weren't pointing Max at the time that he did it. Have you like learnt summing pieces over the last month? Because since you since the start of last year, everything's just been so smooth sailing. Just the D's just on the rise, and then you've had. Your injuries, losing games, some off-field stuff. Captain is the pr- captain of the club. The pressure on your shoulders. Like, has there been something that's stood out for you over the last month? Um, I mean, the all-win teammate brawl with Entrecot didn't help things. Um, and then uh, when I got, I'm, I'm, I'm bad injured, uh, Alex. I'm I'm a horrible injured person. I some people take injury differently. We got a couple of guys. Uh, in rehab a bit long term but almost the pressure's off and they feel a sense of relief where I'm quite short term and I've been on such a high uh, the last sort of two years of my career that I'm really I was really struggling when I got the news that I was going to miss a few games so the first few days I was bad and you got to remember that you're captain um, so that was a bit of a sort of delicate moment but I'm over the hump now and I'm I'm positive penny going in every day and um Hoping that my injury is not as long term as what uh, people think it is. My dog's just having a fit down here. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so hoping that, uh, and then the team goes and performs like that, and that takes a lot of pressure off as well. So, um, one, I might not get my spot back with Luke Jackson, almost best on ground. And two, I won't get captain back because Jack Viney played the best game I've ever seen a captain play. So I'm almost redundant, um, which, is a, which, which is not a great place to be at 30. <laughs> there could there could be some uh, look look having a look at the t- the team sheet. There could be some uh, road captains, unofficial captains of these squads, having having some tough times in the first couple of weeks and having a regroup coming into the third. Um, what what would you do if you're a leader of one of those squads now? From what you've been, yeah, I mean, I'll direct it to Jakob Fuglsang. Um, <laughs> It's 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 gonna be tough for Jakob. Um, no, look, I think you just you always have to put captain first. So you have to do something at home that releases the stress. You have to get your routine that releases your stress and your emotions in a way that when you get to the football club, um, you're a captain. Um, and that's why I had a miss for a day and a tour. A day is a lot in football. A day is not as much because their games are seven days apart. So. Um, I don't know what sort of settings they got for mindfulness and mind and mindset and resetting and stuff like that in the team bus or the hotels, but um, it's almost more important for a person in leadership to make sure they got a clear head to because everyone's looking at everyone's looking at them no matter how they're performing. If they're performing poorly, you can still have a positive reaction. Like I said about Simon Yates at the Giro, um, who ended up almost having that effect that I said I hoped he did by rejuvenating. Uh, 
bike exchange in that in that third third week. Everyone's looking at you, no matter what. Yep. On that note, tip first team. We're gonna run through the full team sheet uh, with a little bit of a, a ranking system that Cambo's drummed up to fit towards our post Tour de France ranking system of one to seven. UAE Pogs come off. He's won Tour of Slovenia. I rate that he does that race. Goes back to the homeland. Almost a guaranteed win, but torch the field with him and Rafa Market doing um, what they do best. The squad kind of looks everything you expect from UAE. And Campbell's got, if they win the GC, they get a par. So they get four, four votes just for winning the GC. That's min- the minimum. Minimum. I, th- I think it has to. If, if you come in as the defending champion of the last two tours, yes, the one in 2020 was was an incredible victory with that time trial on the last day. Last year was a little bit different. He was a favourite. He did the job. This year, he looks like the strongest rider ever. Like you just said, he was at Slovenia. It was pretty much a training race for him um, and also for Micah. So, I mean... For me, anything else than the winning this Tour de France is is probably a fail for UAE. I know that's some really high standards, but I think that's where he, he and the team are at. Any thoughts, Max, on UAE besides everything you uh, expected? I was worried a little bit when the initial teams came out and Yumbo normally first to put their team out, which is a, a, a credit to Yumbo. They've got a rough idea of what they're doing. Um, and... I was worried they were going to be outwitted with their team. But I'm impressed. I'm impressed. They've got some guys that have proven to be incredibly selfless on the bike. So Rafa Micah, Brandon McNulty, George Bennett. Um, whether they're at the level that Cruiswick and Seb Kuss are at, who knows. Mark Soler is the interesting one. I've never seen him ride selfless in his career. So um, that's an interesting one. Maybe they're trying to get a stage win here or there as well. And Matteo Trenton, is a little bit weird, but we've seen that he's gone away from stage wins and been a bit more of a, um, a domestique in his last couple of years as well. So it's a good team. Trenton will help with the cobbles. Um, in the end, Pog doesn't need a team. He's going to react to Vinegard and Rog when they go. Um, and we get into it a little bit later. It, in, a, in a GC sense, when it's top three, it is relatively mundane. And that's why everyone went to the Giro. Um, so it, it is the Pog, Rog and Vinegard show, but... This is a strong UAE team. They can, if he gets yellow early, they can they can hold it. I've got no worries at all for Rog on the I oh, sorry Pog on the cobbles. Like just you just seem feels like this guy can just take on anything. It doesn't it doesn't matter. He'll be there. He'll make it happen. He'll get it done. Uh, and I think that's why Campbell's got a bogey, which is less than four points at the end of the day, being anything other than the win for Team UAE. Jumbo Visma, it feels like we're doing the same thing as last year. We could, could have just replayed the, the tour preview from 2021. Rog at the top, super strong in second, third, fourth, uh, and throughout the team, but really good climbing support uh, into the high mountains. Uh, Vindegaard was almost riding him off the wheel at Swiss last week. Things are looking good. Any changes from last year? I think they'll now go in as a genuine two-pronged attack, probably still with with Roglic being number one on the pecking order if there is if there is a pecking order. But 
Vingegaard recently, Vingegaard showed his level at the Tour de France last year. His time trials is, you know, as good as these other boys. So I think the only way that they're going to be able to beat Tadair is if they work together and are prepared to sacrifice for each other. And then they've still got um, Kuss and Kreuzwick and Van Aert to help as well. So I'm sure they're cooking up a number of different scenarios to, to try and get the better of Pog. And if both of them can stay on their bike up until stage seven, then I think we're going to have a really good tour. If you strip it back and just have a look at the team, uh, they got Primoz, then they got Tij Benno, who's a classics winner. They got Kruzwick, who's come third, I think, in a Tour de France. They got the American sensation, Sepp Kuss, who's had a good year. He won a one day classic this year. Not a classic, just a one day race, sorry. Uh, Laporte, who's turned it on since leaving Confidus. Uh, Wood Van Aert speaks for himself. Uh, Vinegard. Rowan Dennis is the big out. Obviously, COVID got him at the wrong time. Um, I'm not sure too much about Nathan Van Hoyding, but I think he's got a big tank. Um, so he'll probably play that similar role. It's going to be interesting uh, if they... So Van Aert said he's going for green because Van Der Poel said he's going for green. So that means Van Aert has to go for some ego reason to go for green. Yep, actually. Um, so does Christophe Laporte go with him? Um, it, it lights up for a great tour, knowing what Van Aert can do, but they might lose number three or four in their in their in their climbing train if Woot is going for green. So it's an interesting dynamic, but I'm not sure. Camo, what do you have them for par? Uh, par's a, a podium GC and losing to uh, losing to Pog. So is it a birdie so think, if they is it a birdie if they, if they podium win. and get the green jersey? I mean that that, that wasn't classified into the Sorkin notes, but Probably, would you say if they if they get a second to Pog and then they get the green jersey and you know naturally via that you would expect a, a stage or two. I think they can probably equal a birdie, a, a plus four, if they can jag the green jersey. Do you have anything to add to that, Alex? Uh, no, just that this is such a GC heavy stack team. It just feels like not having the GC win is. It's it's a, like you said, it's okay if it's Pog. But I don't know if the green jersey makes up for it. I think that's why that will be have to be considered uh, at the conclusion of the tour. But it's possible. But I, I think you're right, Alex. This is this is GC. Um, this could be Roglic's last crap. I don't know what age he's coming up to, but it feels like he's had a number of chances at the Tour de France now. And um, Pog is only getting stronger. Roglic is getting older. Um, this feels a little bit like a last chance saloon for Roglic. I just can't see them putting two on the two on the podium. I know they have two of the best three riders, but when push comes to shove, we know when we do predictions that usually one of our top three either uh, retires or gets injured or crashes. So there's always that chance. But I just when push comes to shove, I think Rog will ride for Vinegard. I think Vinegard will be riding better, and Rog seems like a pretty selfless person. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking Vinegard's the one that will get the silver and Rog might start doing a bit of work for everybody. That's, changed, we're talking, third, we're talking third week. Rog's going to be sitting pretty for two weeks. I'm talking third third week here. Ineos Grenadiers, it's still weird looking at this squad not as the tour favourite, not as the one clear guy as, as the, the leader. They've got Geraint, they've got Yates, uh, Castrovejo and then just a stacked squad of strong blokes 
Campbell, what are you what are you feeling for Ineos, their approach, the team that they've assembled? Yeah, well, I've got them down. If they if they win, if they win the Tour de France, it's an eagle. Which if this was a couple of years ago, Ineos to win, it was sort of you pegging on for it. But looking at the team, the the guy they're riding for is Grant Thomas. Um, he's obviously flying. Had a good tour to Swiss. He put that on the Palmars. Um, top rider, obviously time trialing well. There's a really long time trial at the end of the tour this year. Forty k's. Um, first week will suit him well. A lot of crosswinds, cobbles. He's going to have no problem with that at all. Um, the climbs in the Alps seem to be quite long, not so steep. Again, suits Brian Thomas. So. I think he's he's definitely the favourite for Ineos. Um, Adam Yates, I don't think we can really trust him over three weeks. Um, there's some good support with Castroviejo, Martinez, Van Baal can do it all. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with, with Thomas being the leader at, what's he now, 36-odd? Yes, he won this bike race a couple of years ago, but, I mean, to, to challenge the two Slovenian boys, it just doesn't seem like he's going to be quite at the level. I'm bullish on it on on else, and I never really am, to be honest. But Garner's going to be in pink at this stage. I mean, Van Art and Van der Poel could take it from him, but Garner's done a mountain of work. Like, he is in one the Italian champs in unbelievable fashion. And this is him, 8K pancake flat. Like, this is this is Garner. So he could be in pink. Yeah. And Thomas, Thomas could take pink post-cobble. So if you look at Garner, Thomas will be sitting... Probably the best of the GCs post TT, in my opinion. Maybe Pogan. A couple stages an opportunity for them. Like they're gonna they're gonna hit that day. Going, this is like a mountaintop stage for Pog. A hundred percent. Garner, Luke Rowe, Van Baal, G Thomas. They're all better mm. than Pog and Rob. <laughs> and they've got pink. So don't remember they're controlling the race going into Cobble. So yeah. I'm not. I just reckon they could hold pink for ten days. And yeah, is well, that a par? Yellow, Max. Sorry, yellow. We're at the, uh, we're at the, we're past we're at the, the I know, I know you want this to be the Giro preview. I know you're when, when hanging, on, guy, hanging on for tier, for tier two Italian teams to come on the team sheet, but yep. they could hold yellow for ten days. Is that is that par? It's got to be considered, I think, holding <laughs> holding the leaders' jersey for a number of days. It does. It's got. To, it's got. It's one of those things. This this Sorka note isn't conclusive. It doesn't come up with all yep. the the possible uh, outcomes. So I think it'll be considered, and I think you're right. Garner's going to win that first, um, that first TT. There's going to be crosswinds in Denmark. There's going to be some uh, a tough stage into Calais in the north of France, in the cobbles. So yeah, I think seven days in yellow is um, is as good as a few stage wins. They could light up the first week, and I hope they do. Mm-hmm. Can Gerard Thomas win the Tour de France, Kimbo? Um. If Roglic and Pogaccia are there, I I don't think so. But given his his condition at the moment, um, I can see him definitely making the podium. And his, his TTs will be good, and his his first week will will be okay as well. So just about getting through those uh, the tough stages in the Pyrenees where the roads are a little bit steeper. Um, so yeah, he's probably he's probably third for me at the moment. So am I the only one that wasn't blown away by the Tour de Suisse? Like, I get, like, a lot of the news presses is G's back. He's won a Tour de Suisse. That's hard. He's, he's matched Sergio Higueda on the, on, the, on the main stage, who's Boris' fifth rider. 
it was good, but it wasn't. And you look at the time gaps and how much he won by. I think everyone's pretty excited about his time trialing performance. The TT uh, was good. He beat Stefan Kong. But yeah, in terms of the, I see there's still question marks around the long climbs in the Alps. Where, like, where does that sit? Is it, is it, can he, and can he hold enough, to, can he take enough time on the cobbles, take enough time in the time trials? Can he beat Rog and Pog in the time trials? Might be time trialing well, but you've got to remember that they're so, so good that yeah. it might not even be enough to, to hold fort with them. But I guess this I'm is bullish on their first 10 days. Their first 10 days is going to be good, but G doesn't hold on. Martinez is the guy, in my opinion. The Martinez form uh, was poor. I think it was Swiss. It was one of the ones he, he looked really poor. Mm. But I've done a bit of homework. And when he lit up the Giro Vegan Bernal last year, his tour to Alps was deplorable. <laughs> so he likes a bit of deplorable form going into something. <laughs> Boys have done their research today. It is, and that, that Ineos is the start of our kind of podium discussions. Who's, who's going to get that third spot? Uh, the next team, AG Tour, Ben O'Connor, the Perth boy. Perth have won the Giro. They're coming into the tour with an Australian, the helm of a French squad. And again, a good a solid lead up without shooting the lights out. All's going to plan. Cambo's got him for par is so for four points. He needs to be top five on GC. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, he was fourth last year. Yes, he got a fair bit of time that that stage that he won. He got up the road, and then he managed to hold you know hold his position, lose you know seconds here or there. But this year, I think he's on a different level. Um, you know, third at Dauphiné, he was he was only just behind uh, Roglic and Vingegaard. I know that those two were going clear by themselves. They didn't really need to put the the foot down completely, but uh, I think his climbing levels really really improved. His TT's okay. Um, he's got probably a lot more confidence this year compared to last year. You know, that can be at the level. So I think for him, a, a top five and uh, for the team is. It's probably about par for them, which just shows the you know the standard that they're now at when they get their best team on the park. We went at AG two R. Well, I think I did relatively hard post Euro. Um, and to be fair, there wasn't much uh, to show for. I think Vendrame got in the got in a break, and we were saying that was their best their best move. Yeah, to get an eight. Um, so this is their home to uh, four or five French riders. Um, yeah, this is. I reckon they're going to put on a show. I'm not sure if it's good enough. Um, it's definitely the Aussie hope. I think he's going better than Hagee at the moment. So, um, go on, Ben. Boy, Hansgrove come into the tour with a similar approach to what we were talking about when we hit the Giro. We were talking about they were going to stack fifth to eighth. Um, they ended up winning the Giro. Um, and they got Vlasov, Kamna, Shackman. The, boy, the boys are back. Uh, I guess with Vlasov at the helm as the guy, even though. Your man, the, the world class rider in Vlasov. Vlasov hasn't quite developed into the guy that I pegged him to be maybe two years ago at the Welter. Thought he was going to hit the podium and then just hit the ground running after that. But. I've had some time to think on Vlasov. I've had some time to think. And? I liked his tour to Swiss pre-COVID. He's had COVID uh, and as recent as Adam Yates, so they're both in the same bracket. 
Um, but Vlasov's Vlasov's my third. Um, I reckon, yeah, I reckon Bora uh, this year's Bahrain. Um, that's an exciting team. Kamna, Conrad, Groschnader, who was good at Tour de Swiss. Shackman, who was okay at Tour de Swiss, hopefully getting better. Um, they haven't brought Bennett, which is crazy. Um, I'm not sure why they brought Van Poppel, who seems like he is a poor man's Bennett. Um, but which it means to me that they're pretty keen on Vlasov. And um, I reckon Bora, Bora are going to ride with the confidence from the Giro and they're going to sit, they're, they're going to be the best of the rest. It's not the worst shout ever. I mean, the yeah, last off one Romandy, won a stage at Swiss, won the TT at Romandy, um, building off that energy of Hindley at the Giro. So that's not a bad call at all. Um, and then you got guys like exactly Sharkman, Kamna, pen them in for a stage win somewhere on the line. So it's got them to top 10 GC plus a stage win as, as par for them. Um so I think they should probably be able to tick that off. Uh, a birdie would be top five and two stage wins, which is a big return. Um, but I think they're capable with that list. So I'm tipping an eagle, William mm. Eagle. Yep. Yep. Quick step, Alpha Vinyl. Big news out of this squad is that they left Cav off the team, Jakobsen in. Have you seen the bigger news out of today? No. Tim de Klerk, positive case of coronavirus. So either Seneschal or Cav will be coming in. And so if you're Patrick Lefebvre, who are you bringing in, Max? Who's your man? Seneschal's in form, I must say, just won the French national champs, which is mm-hmm. oh, that I know Cav won the British, but Cav gets in the way of you. Jakobsen's the best sprinter in the race outside of Caleb, but... We're Aussie supporters, so we're putting Caleb in there. If you're outside of Australia, you're probably saying Jakobsen is the informed sprinter in the world. So, oh, it's it's a tough call. I'm so upset that Philippe's not here. I know he yeah. had a, a poor running. Um, they're a better team of Alaphilippe in the, in the side. Uh, I'm not expecting big things from Quickstep. Jakobsen will win a stage or two, and I'm presuming that's par. Yeah, we got, we got got them down as two wins for par, which I think if you're going in with a team with a top-level sprinter and you're leaving, it, leaving out Cavendish, who is obviously absolutely flying at the moment, um, the way he raced that British Nationals. But the rest of the team, it just looks a little bit, a little bit underwhelming. There's some strong dudes there, but um, just a lot of nothing. Is that being too harsh on Patrick and his boys? Did, did you see Cavs? British road race performance, huge time. He got on the yeah. break, didn't he? He like Jesus. he made he made the first break and then just managed it for 150 k's by himself with no teammates. Yeah, FDJ have got numbers. Ineos have got numbers. On a rolling just... course, it was exceptional, like <laughs> out of control. I was he wins it. the only issue. So you go to Bike Exchange, who have picked Matthews and Grunewagen later. They win on different stages. Kevin Jakobsen win on the same stage. You can't take him. I don't think you can take him. If you've, if you've left him out for Jakobsen, you can't now bring him back in to ruin the party, especially when Seneschal can provide actual value to Jakobsen, plus he's in the French national champions jersey, which, which is huge. You've got to take him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I want to see Cav there, but I don't think it's good business. 
Okay. What so are your thoughts, awesome. Alex? From, I just, uh, I, you know, I, you, know I, you love the you love the marketing angles and this, I, this, I just that, like, like that's what I mean. The Cavs just Cavs bring such profile, and it's not that it's just Cav at the moment. It's Cav who's the British road race champion and he's absolutely flying. And if he wins a stage, he breaks the record. There's a lot. He stage, in that he breaks as well. the record. They can play towards that. Um, it could be his last Tour de France. Send him out on, on 38, 39 stages. He's got more cough to make it happen. He's got speed to make it happen. And he's got the condition too to get through the hard stages. Yeah. I think he'd take, I think he'd take Gaff. <laughs> be interesting to see which way Patrick goes. Probably more. The in- more interesting part is just that there's, that he's left it this open for discussion. Thought Cav, there, w- there would have been at least some direction mapped out at the start of the year to be like, Jakobson, you're going this way. Cav, you're going this way. Uh, being the team boss that he was is, if this plays off, I think there's there's a little bit of un- uncertainty at quick step, which plays to your point, Campbell, around that the rest of the team's a bit... That's the longest, a lot of strong blokes, but how are they going to win from that? Yeah. Got to keep them hungry. Max, when when do you find out the team for uh, grand final? I'm not sure, I can't remember how many sort of fringe selections you had, but when, when is, when's the decision made? We find out post-main session, which is our last training session, which is a Wednesday afternoon before a Saturday game. Okay. So we're right on par right now. So if Cav, got, if Cav found out now, I think that's right on par. How many guys would miss out? That would be uh, the four emergencies. Of the, yeah, the four emergencies would be the four that would would have been a chance. Okay, it's a show business, I guess. Yeah. T. Uh, well, before we go to T Movie Star, I do need to thank our apparel partner too, Map, for supporting the podcast. If you do need some fresh kit, um, I've actually got some on route. I'm actually, head to map.cc to check out their latest range of performance apparel. The next squad is Movie Star. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, it's as good of a tour team they've brought in because it's literally one leader. Well done, well done, well done, Movie Star. Doesn't excite me one little bit, this team. I mean, we've got down here a pile is mass for top five and sort of divided that he is. I think that's top is, I think a par is a top 10. Is it? Which doesn't say much for such an established squad that once was. I'm saying it. Mars is a serious GC rider, fellas. He's, he should, he's got to be going for top five. He has to be. Okay. Let's leave him there. I'm, 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 He's just slipped into my 10. He's 10th. Copy this. Would not be a copy. Jeez, we've, 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 we've quickly gone through movie star. Well, have you got anything else to add, Cambo? Well, I was uh, I was going to add that he was fifth in the tour in 2020. He was sixth in 2021. He's twice been second at the Welter. He was second at the Welter last year. So he's got a good three-week Palmares He's 27 now. He's getting to that sort of quality years. So, so why does I don't think I don't think eighth or ninth is going. To, I don't think eighth or ninth is going to cut it. Do you have him beating Ben O'Connor? Um, 
I mean, I'd like to see him not beat Ben O'Connor. Um, do you have him beat Ben O'Connor? <laughs> given, current, given current form, I'm going to say no. And then no, he's probably not beating. He's probably not beating Vlasov because I put him third. And he's probably not beating Thomas and Yates. Let's see, I I'm, I can't wait to revisit it. <laughs> I'm just thinking from the team, from the from the team perspective. What do they want to get out of this? Is it top ten enough? Probably not. They're saving their legs for the Volta. Me and you both know that. Yeah. On to Cofidis. Wouldn't be a grand tour without Guillaume Martin at the top of the table, at the top of the list. Got to get him in. Got to get him in. Home race. It's the best It's the best Cofidis team for a long time. Um, they've got Cockart and Thomas, who is sprinting well. Um, Max Walshed, who is a chance for TT and sprints in the first week. Izzy Gear is actually climbing better than Guy Martin. So they've got a couple of climbers. Lafay won a stage, I'm pretty sure, at the tour last year. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the best team they've put in for a while. Don't forget Simon Gesh, who was second at that uphill TT in, in Romandy either. Mm. It's a crazy one result. Of better, so. One of the better beards in the peloton. Yeah. So who knows what sort of nick he's going to arrive in. Didn't do a whole lot of Dauphiné. Had a third at the German Road Race Championship. So he's having a little bit of a resurgence in his career at the, the ripe age of 36 um, and has another year in his contract next year. So, so good luck to him. I think just shut all GC things out of the equation. Like Guy Martin shouldn't be going for 12. Just and he will. getting a couple of smart breaks and these guys are good riders. Bahrain victorious. Mm. Dual leadership, Caruso, Hagee. Hagee's leadership, Caruso, right-hand man. I think probably more the latter. I'd like to see Jack as, as the man. I think he probably will be. Um, I think, again, the, these teams that have got these two kind of GC guys won't make a decision until after stage seven or eight when they, everyone gets through that first week of absolute chaos um, and then sort of go from there. But probably think Hagee um, for GC and then you've got guys like Mohoric, Toons, um, Max's man, Tratnik, going for stage wins. And there's plenty of nice little breakaway opportunities through the middle part of this tour for, for these guys to go and jag a stage. So um, expecting some big things out of, out of this list. There's a lot of big names on that, that start list. They've got two of the best riders in the tour. Just unfortunately, they're, they're not climbers. Maharaj and Tratnik are, are super riders and I'm putting them both down for a stage win at some point. Maharaj will go crazy. You know that. He'll yeah. attack on a descent like, uh, where was it? Um, Every race is ever done. When do you attack on his descent to the monument at the uh, start of the year? Milan San Remo. Milan San Remo. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I don't know who wins out of Hague and Caruso. If you ha- like, you put your Aussie hat on, you pick Hague. Oh, that's a that's a tough battle. What's par for Hague? In top ten. I think it's top ten. We're giving Hague a ranking out of seven. Is, so four is a top ten, five, six, top five. So seven's on the podium. It, it, it depends what the top ten is. I can imagine it being quite 
gappy around eight, nine, ten. So it could be down there for 20 minutes. Is that still a four? I'm not sure. <laughs> Hagee's probably a listener. I'm a big, I'm actually a big fan of Hagee. I love the way he rides, but um, I'm not as excited about Bahrain as what I was last year. Maybe it's the fact that Sonny Cobrelli is not there. I'm not sure, but it's just not as exciting. Groupama FDJ. Now, speaking about excitement levels, I'm all about Groupama FDJ post-Giro. Post I mean... This is, this is a good team. Camber, I imagine you're pretty excited. I imagine one of these riders is on your podium, minimum. Uh, well, he's not. Maybe um, for the win. He might, you know, he could roll up Pog. Talking about mm. Thibaut Pinot. I know. Yeah, he, was I, he was scrolling through. He goes, I don't like David could do that much. <laughs> I'm just trying to find him on this list and he's not there. He's, yep. he's down he the bottom. Is, he's second from the bottom. They're trying to keep him under wraps. Under Michael, uh, on top of Michael's Dora. I've got, I've got Valentin Madois on my list. Yeah, he's there as well. Tebow's going. I'll, I'll, I'll just help you out, Campbell. Tebow, Tebow's going. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he is. And I'm, I, I thought he was, but I'm just looking at my list here. They've got the green tick on pro cycling stats and he's not there. But I'm going to trust you boys and I, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it before. Pino, um, he's won a race this year. He's yeah. he's coming in, you know. He's won two races. He's won a race. Coming in, you know, sort of under the radar a little bit. No talk of him in the in the press. Um, I'm not going to come out and say that he's going to make a podium, but um, I think he could quietly make a top ten. It is just like stay a- on your bike. Yeah, just stay on your bike, Tebow. Perform well on Bastille Day. You know that's coming. Um, but Kung's in the form of his career. David Gudu looks like back to some of his best. And then Michael Storer and Thibaut Pino, we know what they can do. And Valentin Madu, who's unbelievable in the classics at the start of the year. That's five good riders. Mm. That's an exciting team. Coming off some hot form at the Giro too. So big team energy coming, being carried through. And they haven't brought a sprinter. They haven't brought Damar and Thibaut. They've brought all these guys who can just get in little breaks. Maybe one of them will stay on GC. I'm not sure if it's David or if it's Thibaut or if it's Storer. I think they'll play their cards of one of them staying in the group, but then the other guys will just get in some breaks and it'll be fun to watch. What have you got them down for, Cambo? Two stages is a par. I think it's got to be with there's a lot of big riders on that list. Um, Gadu, Pino can get a stage in the mountains. Um, Stora maybe on one of these transition days and if things are filthy and, and hard at the right time for Kung, I can he can maybe get somewhere with the stage, but maybe two was was slightly over for par. I, I think um, one at least um, we can discuss discuss whether that'll be enough coming into the tour. Yep. Uh, Albus and Phoenix have a new name. I thought that was next year. They're just living up to being in the top 10 teams in the world now. They've gone and they got the quick. Albus and Dukernik now taking the sponsor off uh, Patrick at Quick Step just to really 
throw the knife in the back there, take the sponsor off him and put it on to Alberson with Matthew Vanderpoel uh, at the helm. And they light up the first week, which will be good to watch. Um, it'll get interesting when Vanderpoel is chasing Green and, 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 and Phillipson is going to be quite active for some stage wins. That'll get a little bit interesting, but two, two classy riders with some very, very good, um, powerful men surrounding them. Do you think one one stage is par, or is that a little bit under? I think two is par. Yeah, I think two is par. I think Matthew has to win one. Yep. Um, it could be the TT to start, which could be amazing. I heard he's just put the most money ever on a on a TT suit. Um, so he's all in for stage one. He wants to wear yellow. Okay. okay. And you would expect nothing less. And any any word on Jasper? I just. I either haven't watched the races that he's been racing in or he just hasn't been pop, pop, popping up. Um, won a stage at Belgian Tour. He's only got uh, – he's actually raced for a bit this year. He's got a lot of seconds. Um, won a few stages at UAE Tour in the year. Third at Belgium National Championships on the weekend. Probably the toughest race of the year. So he's, he's an all right, Nick. Team DSM, they've taken Roman to the next tour after an unbelievable start to the Giro, an exceptional Giro before falling mm-hmm. sick back into the first week. And he's heading up He's heading up the tour team. And I like it. Good on him. That's what Bike Exchange should have done with Simon. I don't know why they haven't. Maybe Simon's a bit ill. But is going. He's in form. He's finishing top 10. He's beating Mass. He's beating... Uh, Campbell's man, Mass. Um, and the Italian sprinter, I knew there's one that was going to come from the Giro that won a stage. Alberto Denisi, yep. uh, he's in form. He's got the world ahead of him. Well, that stage that he won at the Giro, he he came from deep and he came quick. So they've thought, yeah, get him in. Um, Johnny Degenkolb gets gets to nod. What is he doing? He should be in Israel. <laughs> he, Israel is his team, isn't it? He should be there or a... Maybe back to Trek, um, where you just, you know, if you're a big name, you get on the team sheet. That's what they've done with him here. He's a name, he's recognizable, his reputation, um, his stage wins, he's, he's Roubaix's, get him in. Um, and I Doesn't think Chris ha- Hamilton. Hamilton and, yeah, Hamilton and Bardet really complement each other, don't they? Yeah, this is Chrissy Hamilton's uh, debut. Um, uh, Ekoff, got anything for, for us on uh, Ekoff? Max, this seems to be your sort of, you know, this is your sort of niche Dutch and Italian sort of uh, fringe riders. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's a sprinter. But I, I, I don't know anything about him. Okay. Um, so I'm presuming he's going to be the guy who gets in the way of Denise like Bowl was at the Giro. It's interesting that they've brought him in, contract only for this year. Um, he's only had the 14 race days. Uh, and had uh, only one top 10 uh, in four days of Dunkirk um, back in May. So he must be doing some good good numbers in training, and they've got him in. Yeah, he deserves his spot for mine. <laughs> <laughs> what do they need here, Cambo? Top 10 well, stage win? Top 10 or a stage win. I, it depends which way Barde is going to shift his focus. If he goes for the GC, I think top 10. Um, if, if he goes elsewhere, I think he can he can jag a stage win somewhere. Um, and if he doesn't, then you'd hope 
one of the other boys will. So I think one stage win for them is is par. Correct. Intermarche one. Chris Just for, for them to, to get a birdie, it's uh it's both of those top ten and a stage win. So yeah. good luck to them. Or is it or is or is two is two stage wins a birdie if Denise somehow pops them? If he gets I think you, could make it, you can make a case. You can make a case for that being a birdie. If they're coming from him as well, that'd be huge. Especially, yeah, from or or from Ecoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Vashay Wanty with Christoph at the helm. Mm-hmm. Throw back the clock. Was it, I think it was Pog's first Tour de France when he won the opening stage in just filthy conditions in Nice. Yeah. Yep. Real, real surprise victory that. Um, I think he's in some okay nick again. And just generally, this squad um, having a massive year. So we know that it can work sometimes in this sport somehow that, you know, even though it's completely different riders at this race, they're building off some momentum earlier in the year. So um, even Menkes as well. Menkes is back in the race the other day, didn't he? Who? Like an Italian or French race? Menkes? Menkes, yeah. Good. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, no Gourmet. That would have been nice. Well, Van Aert. Yeah, slightly underwhelming. Yeah, slightly underwhelming compared to Giro. Giro was, I mean, Giro was the best thing they've ever done in their, their career mm. into Marche. But look, Christoph and Pasquale will work their way in and around the sprints. <laughs> I was going to say Pasquale, and I hope you were going to talk about Pasquale. Yeah, he needs to be a solo sprinter to be a little bit excited about him. The fact that Christoph's there, less excitement. Taco Vanderhorn lit up. Uh, either the two or the Giro last year. I can't remember which one it was. Um, Giro, I believe. Well, it's under, Giro it's underwhelming. Stage. It's, it's a little bit underwhelming. Is 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 one stage win too asking too much to be par? Is is that? I, I can't see any of them winning the stage. That does seem a touch much, doesn't it? To be par. Alex, but hopefully they're not aggressive. Well, they're not aggressive. They have all year. They had 27 or 28 guys in their squad right in their national champs, including some great results. So um, they really are the team of the year, to be honest. Like In terms of where they're rated from us and then how they've performed. Uh, but I just can't see the tour capping it off for them, unfortunately. Astana. <laughs> Speaking of underwhelming. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, flat. I've got Lutenko, a Lutenko just. You go, Max. Lutenko, yeah, I've got a great read on Italian sprinters, but I don't really have a great read on mediocre Italian older races and Gianni Moscon. What's what's happened to him? Oh, he was so good at Ineos, had so much promise, and then had some anger issues. He's just punched one too many people on a bike and just dropped off the dropped off the map a little bit. It, like it's there if he if he turns it on it's there, but his track record over the last couple of years since he left Ineos hasn't been flash. That's that's a the really underwhelming rides, squad. Yeah, the way Lutsenko rides, he loves to just sit with the GC group, so he'll get him a finish inside the top fifteen or so. Mm. You you hope that he targets stage wins, and he can probably go out and win win two. Um, it's just not the way he really, rides. I've never seen him do it. He sits with the GC group. Yeah, well, 
would it would it would a top ten be par? You'll TT rather. rather it, would you rather a tenth or would you rather a stage win? I Ed, think I'd rather him get tenth. Okay. Alex thinks stage win. I, I reckon I'd rather him. I think I'd take the stage win over tenth because if when he comes tenth, he'll be twenty six minutes down, just getting dropped on the when it starts to get grippy on the climbs. But then he can TT. Probably better than Hagee, O'Connor, Mass. Mm. Want to revisit? Yeah, we'll see. In time. EF Education Easy Post. The only team that hasn't got the green tick next to us, which is pretty, impressive. pretty, pretty impressive. Normally we're going hard and there's, we don't know half the riders are confirmed yet, but not... It's only this team. Rigo is at the top. It's got Magnus going back there after the Giro. They only really have two riders that matter. Guerrero. Rigo's there. Rigo can finish in your 10, and Bissinger has a hot chance to get in yellow. Uh, Betty Old thought he won a race the other day to run second. Um, it also is interesting because this is the first team where the rel- the points battle comes into play they're they're not in the danger zone but they're kind of the next tier up with uh ef at thirteen thousand three hundred twenty three. they've got 500 points on bike exchanges and lotto sedale i'm interested nielsen palace rides this race um he tends to stick around with the GC group, but I can if he loses time, he's someone, the way he's riding, um, I still remember his stuff in the Olympics was crazy good. Um, he could he could be someone that someone that pops up for a stage win. He's in the Senko camp for me, just needs to lose time to start yeah. going for stages. I'm not sure if you saw Ruben Guerrero win the, uh, the Mont Ventoux challenge recently. Uh, there was a lot of numbers flying around the Twitter that it was one of the, the best performances um, in terms of watts per kilo and numbers, et cetera, for, for a long time. So keep, keep an eye out for him and, and see if, uh, if he can do anything GC-wise. Um, seems unlikely given his history on that, but, but the numbers that he put out of the, the one-day mob on to suggest that he can, he can do some good numbers. Yeah. Good on, Ruben. Yeah, Team Arcaeus Samsek with Nairo Quintana at the helm. Who knows how he rides? It doesn't seem like he's interested in polka dots. Like every now and then he's ridden, pretending he's keen for polka dots, but then doesn't win it. Um, Bargy's in better form. Almost form circa back when he lit up the tour about three or four years ago. Um, yeah, what was that, 2017, I think, when he- Torched it. Yeah, he's in. Um, he's in. He's in much. He's in much better form. He has. Yeah, he has a, had a pretty good season. Um, one one day in Spain was okay in the in the Belgian classics, the, as in the Ardennes. So he was finishing with the group in the in the classics. Um, it's all for Nairo though, isn't it? GC wise, I think he's going to be going for a top ten, and yeah. if they can get a stage out of Warren or Nairo. Probably, probably offsets the top ten. So I think that's probably probably par for them. 
you talk about Pog riding Slovenia and just doing his own thing. Where's Where's Naro been? French race, no idea that he didn't win, which isn't <laughs> all that promising. I haven't seen his name once this year. He came. He's a real fit. He's a real February sort of type of rider. <laughs> Smokes yeah. the early part of the season in France. Uh, Larry Sidal. Caleb at the helm. Oh, Alex. Caleb at the helm. No. Um, Jasper de Bors. No. Roger Klug. You could almost say no lead out at all. No lead out whatsoever. Well, uh, what's, what shows that their lead out is in serious disarray is that uh, Reinhardt, Jensi van Rensburg, who wasn't on the... He's a sprinter, isn't he? He's a sprinter. He wasn't on... He came in mid-season for points. Uh, he had a number of points winning African championships, etc. Came into the team very late and now he's got a spot on the Tour de France. So suggests that they don't have a whole lot of confidence in their existing riders. So a lot of pressure on um, on Caleb here, I think, uh, for a number of reasons. I do like I spoke I spoke at the end of the Giro saying I hope they don't go all in for Caleb. And I'm kind of the bottom four names makes me kind of happy happy with Lotto. It mm-hmm. just gives them something else. So Vermish can do something Perry Rebay like we've uh, on the cobbles. Um, Cron can climb. Tim Wallens, we know what he can do. It's just a little bit different. Is Phil Gilson Gilbert getting yeah. named? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was in his um, his departing contract. Is that he had to do? We should change his name to Johnny Farnham. Yeah. Let's change his name to Johnny Farnham. Oh, that's off to him. He won One a bike race. He's won a bike race this year. I remember seeing him win a stage at some random Belgian race. They're doing points. Yeah. But um, when Goody when 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 Goody comes to me in circa 2026 and says, "Look, Max, I think it's time we plan out your retirement." Um, I'm going to say I want the last ten games. Hmm. I'm going to do yeah, a yeah. Philip Gilbert and say I want the last ten games to be about me. And a, and a few million dollars. You're dragging your body around. You're getting to ten ruck contests for the whole game, <laughs> but you're on the team sheet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, How many stages do we need out of Caleb for for them to go home happy? I think there's actually. Can I just quickly? There's a good story on that retirement. I just want to tell it. So Jade Rawlings coached at Melbourne uh, for a little bit. He's a if you remember, he was the caretaker coach at Richmond when Danny Frawley got sacked. Um, So Jade Rawlings said to Joel Bowden, if you remember that name, he goes, Mm -hmm. "We're thinking about letting you go at the end of the year, but we'd love to give you." a game to let you go on because you've been a great Richmond great and we'd like to send you off on a good note. And Joel Bowden goes, let me get back to you and I'll tell you what I think. He comes back to me the next day and says, I've had a little think, mate, and I think round 20, round 21, and round 22 are the three <laughs> games that I've won. That'll be you in 2026 just asking for the last uh, 10. Yeah, yeah. To answer your question, Alex, I think it's two two stage wins for for Caleb or, or the team. Um, I think one of those has got to come from Caleb. I think there's four, at least four genuine sprint opportunities. Um, and the last couple of Grand Tours hasn't been great great, uh, great for Caleb. Mm. So I think maybe there's some luck that is probably due to go his way and maybe not with the Du Bois, not with the um, Klug, maybe a little bit less pressure um, and he can do his own thing, which he's quite good at doing. Um, in bunch of kicks. 
Alex, I know you're spending a bit of time with Caleb at the moment. I'm not sure if you jumped on board as his, as his PR manager. <laughs> um, but this is a phenomenal 10-day countdown that's going on at the moment. I know. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's getting me excited. Genius, genius, some might say. Uh, surely some sales are going through the roof down at Sadal and Lotto with this uh, Instagram influx. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it already, make sure you head over to Caleb's Instagram. Check out his, uh, his content heading into the tour. And it's not going anywhere yeah. for the next three weeks. You, could go to, you can go to your Instagram. It'll be in your bio, Caleb's Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and A. Clement's brainchild. <laughs> uh, Trek Sigafredo. Can we say it again? The team Chikoni, name. Chikoni. Chikoni, can you just 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 do do what we want you to do, please? Is he Mads, gonna do it? Mads Pedersen's been in good nick. Chikoni for stages. Simmons is strong. Maxi's man Molomer's in there. It's such it's a trek, it's such a trek team, but isn't it huge it. time? Big Trek team. Um, they'll get to every bunch sprint and they'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. We've got Simmons, Pedersen and Steuben. Which one? <laughs> Who wants it? <laughs> and Ciccone will do his normal, try and do GC, get to stage 16, lose time. <laughs> not not enough time, so he can't go on the breakaways. Um, again, the thing is, though, as, every as, year, as, every, you go, Campbell. Just going to say, Alex, as you said, it's just a, a group of names just on the sheet and it would be do your own thing sort of type setup. And I think Mads Pedersen will be super motivated for those Danish stages. Hopefully there's a little bit of wind about group of 20, he gets split in the wind and he can win a, a sprint from a, a small group. Um, I think that's probably their best chance uh, for a stage. He is a relatively underrated Mads Pedersen. Um, he goes under the radar. He's... He's not far behind Van Der Poel and Van Aert. Like he's literally in that group. Yeah. Um, so he's an exciting rider. Trek will win a stage. They always do. They win one every year. Um, I'm not sure who it's coming from. Um, Probably it could come from any of their, Could come from any of their eight, to be honest. Yeah. These boys too also could get pretty excited for the cobble stage. As I think so. Them. Yep. Ineos. Next team. Sagan there. Quick step. Quick step will get interested in that stage. Actually exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. Total energy, Sagan and his bros. What are we we expecting from them? What do they need to do? I think Eddie Boss has been a late out, um, potentially. He's not on this list. Okay. Um, Which is disappointing. He's sort of in that Gilbert bracket that, you know, reputation gets him... Gets him another start at the Tour de France, which is great. Peter Sagan is back in a little bit of form. I think he won a stage at Swiss um, in the last couple of weeks. And he's got his, his man there, Danny Oss, wherever Sagan goes, Oss is there. Um, made a great career out of being a, a left-hand man, right-hand man, whatever you want to call it. But I think for them, it's, it's probably par is, is a stage. I think Sagan... He's back winning national champs one. as well, Peter. Back he's winning back winning the national champs. Um, and he's just got some really tough sort of some French guys like two uh, Anthony Turgi and uh, Vuli Moz who, who will be hunting stages hard. So I, I reckon they'll get one somewhere. And I don't think there's any GC ambition there at all. It's a good team. It's a, it's a team, team that Total Energies could potentially be the best pro Conti. 
Israel Premier Tech. Oops. Coming to the tour with an average age of 46. In form, though. In form. Goldstein won the Israel and National Champs. There we go. Uh, on, the, on the TT bike. Didn't win the road race. Um, but he's TTing well, which is good. Uh, but seriously, Jakob Fuchsang, depending on what form you look at Tour de Swiss, that's, he's, he's in some sort of form. And Cambo's got, if he finishes top 10 par, and I have to tend, I tend to agree. That's the only thing that this, Daryl Wimpy's in some sort of form. I think he won a stage. Mm, he did won a stage at Swiss, I believe. And Michael Woods is there. So it's, this is Israel's best team. They've got their best team out there. Maybe Paddy Bevan is the one missing, but go do your thing. This team is um well this sorry the UCI's point system is far from perfect but if you look at where they're sitting um, in 18th which doesn't get relegated 12,705 is Team Bike Exchange 12,684 is Lotto and 12,300 is Israel they're not they're two stages of the Tour de France behind and if Full Saint can actually do what we know Full Saint can do. They could put themselves into the mixer here. So there is a fair bit of pressure on these three squads to actually deliver something at the Tour de France because as we head to the back end of this year, they lose all those random races that everyone's been doing to rack up points. So a bit on for this squad to potentially salvage their license. I'll tell you what I do like about this point system is we're going to see some stacked races at the end of the year. Like the the, world, the world is going to be red hot. <laughs> red hot. <laughs> um, Simon Clark gets into the, into the squad. Yates, Matthews, Mezgek, Gronewagen, uh, Groves. Oh, did Groves just sign with Alperson? I mean, seen it, but if you've seen it, then probably has. I think it? I just saw Groves just signed with Alperson. So Viking Exchange have let that go. It would only be them to let another good Australian out of the squad to go win somewhere else after doing all the good work for them. But yep. Moving on to bike exchange, um, Matthews Grunewagen. Schultze maybe too. Um, Schultze, Schultze a real late in here. Or he, I didn't think he would have been in the picture if it's, you know, focus looks like it's shifted a little bit to a Grunewagen sort of focus. And uh, Big Nico has got himself on the team sheet, which is great. It's a great story. I think it, I think Schultz is in Yatesy's spot. I think they had Yatesy in there, and something's gone amiss in the last week. Well, the thing the thing that they're also these squads are thinking about is because if you win, if you do a good result on GC, pretty much ends all your relegation issues. So many points up, and there's the same amount of points for winning the Welter as there is winning the Tour de France. But you think about how hard it is to win the Tour de France, arguably impossible with Yates versus. Uh, the Slovenians versus him winning the world. So it's like a genuine possibility. Yeah. couple of little side notes about this team. I didn't know Jack Bauer still rode. So um, credit. I didn't know there was two Janssens, um, but apparently there is. Um, <laughs> Yul, Yul Janssen was actually the highlight of their tour last year. He actually rode incredibly well. Um, yeah. Mezgek and Matthews, I'm presuming, will be a little bit of sprint train for Grunewagen. And then when Grunewagen gets dropped, which we've seen with the Dolphin A, can be, happen quite easily. Um, yeah. then, then Matthews will be the sprinter. But that's an exciting sprint train. Matthews showed that he could do it for Groves. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm ex- Grunewagen's in form. He's, 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 he's a good cyclist. 
Um, he's back with Jakobsen. I'm not sure if this has happened much since the crash, but they're both at the mm. same race. Mm, that's a good um, point. This is, yeah, Durbo in the TT, maybe. Tell you what, they've, they've really loaded up pressure on Grunewagen, haven't they? Like <laughs> everyone is there to help except for Schultz. There's one excuse, though. He can get dropped because they have bling. Mm. So if the stage is too hard, I don't think there's pressure for him to... They won't send numbers back, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yep. What's par here, Cambo? Two stages. Um, I think, yeah, well, I think if, you, if you're going in with a sprinter like that, with a team like that, um, there's got to be some sort of return. And exactly like Max said, if Grunewagen doesn't get there, then it's probably a good finish for Matthews. So I think they're, they're, there's probably two stages there for them if they want it. This is better. Last year we went a little bit hard about not sure where they were. This, this is... And the same with the, the Giro. They sent two, two teams back-to-back with an actual purpose. It's yeah. good. We're here for Grunewagen, um, and we've got Matthews there if we need him. Yeah. Will Schulte, will Schulte be a GC group man trying to hang on, or will he try and lose time and break? Lose time and break. You're hoping that? or you? you I don't know that, but I think so. I don't think he's quite strong enough on the climbs for him to start to think I can do GC. But if he's fresh and it's not super hard, um, he's quick and punchy for the finish. B&B Hotels, to wrap things up. What's Campbell got down here? Pa, be busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare. It's rare for me because I, I like to back my knowledge in. I know two of these riders, and that's that's got to be something. Pierre Roland and Frank Bonham are the only two riders I know in this team. Mm. Well, Campbell hasn't put a number on what their par needs to be, so I'm not sure how it's going to measure. It's very objective. Busy. Uh, well, Can you tell me some sort of? Do you know? Do you know any more than Frank Bonham or Pierre Roland? Uh, so obviously Roland, and I and I. I have seen the name uh, Alexi Gouguer and Goucher. Um, uh, You're thinking of Jeffrey Alex, Bouchard, I reckon. Maybe Alex and I rode against him. Maybe that's why back in back in the old <laughs> days. He's yeah, he's Alex's age, so maybe that's where from a, a tour of Bretagne or something like this back in the day. Jeez, you could have made the B and B tour team, Alex. It could have been. Could have been. Unfortunately, I chose a media career instead to bring this podcast. If you were, if you were Israeli, you would have been the national champion. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit harsh on Omar Goldstein. I hope I get to meet him one day. Hmm. That's it. Tips. Max has almost given his away. It's a bit what boring, is, isn't it, with these two Slovenian boys do here? Do we even need to tip one and two? Well, I, I, I went Vinegard just to shake it up instead of Rog. Okay. Um, it is a bit of Rafa, Rafa and Federer type era with these two, mm. um, but I think I think Vinegard is the man, and I've got Vlasov for third. I put Ben O'Connor third, which wasn't, which was maybe a bit more emotional than rational, but and I, yeah, I've got I've got I've got Thomas the third. It's All things boring. going well. It's maybe the most boring prediction. It's ever. pretty boring. 
He'll be yeah. leading. He'll be he'll be he'll be in front of them. Can you put a punt on that, Max? For Garant to have the jersey on stage ten. Definitely not in Australia. They're quite limited. But um, Alex, I could slip you a little um, BSB transfer, and you could do something <laughs> over there. <for> me. <laughs> he Are you making your way to Copenhagen, Alex? I'm actually flying to Copenhagen tonight. Well, Hello. Yeah. For the rest getting of the some week, big business deals done. Getting the, getting that last little <clears throat> bit of sprinkle on Caleb's last three days on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Will you make a will you make an appearance in one of the slides on the Instagram? Um, I don't know. Might have to work on that for the profile. Or are you taking the photos? I'm always curious about that with Caleb. Uh, I'm not taking the photos. He's got a guy down in Monaco with him at the moment. It takes uh, very good photos and videos, as you guys have seen. Yes. I'm all for it. It's got me excited for the tour. It's good. Um, and he'll be with him for the whole tour. So there'll be footage and images coming out of Caleb's Ewan camp, which hopefully is backed by some couple of wins. Because Caleb's winning, Caleb's winning, the D's are winning again. It's good times. Who are we going for the pick of the sprinters? Who's the Demar of the tour? Gruner Wagon, if we're going for the Demar of the tour. Sorry, the best sprinter, not the surprise packer. The best, who's the best sprinter? Caleb, hands down. I'll go Caleb as well, but the quick step train of Jakobsen fully fit, that excites me as well. The thing that's dangerous yeah, for I'll Caleb is he's following the quick step train. That's yeah. not easy. It's not easy said than done. It's easier said than done. Um, KOM, has anyone got a, a wild prediction for KOM? I think your boy has that, Cambo. Tebow. Tebow. It's my boy, being Pino. Yeah, I think Tebow should should aim for that. Yeah, I mean, it would be against everything in my you know in my body to to tip against Pino. So I'm I'm going to go with him too. I'm going to go with his teammate Michael Story to chop him up. <laughs> And we could have an upset in the team's classification this year. Movistar might not have it wrapped up, judging by the team they've brought. Yeah. Could be Bora. Well, it's Tilda France time, boys. It's exciting. Just talk about the race just quickly. Is it a mundane first week? I've, I've talked about how good the Giro is with a punchy first stage. Um, and the Giro had four stages, which supplied different things for all four different types of riders, TT, flat, hill, and punchy. Mm-hmm. We've got a TT followed by five relatively flat stages with maybe crosswinds. Mm-hmm. Is that a mundane first we've got to be hoping for. Stage, yeah, so the TT, it's okay. First two stages uh, on the road, stages two and three in Denmark, flat. I think the only thing that we can hope for is wind. Um and then stage four is similar again, but in north of France, finishing Calais, I think the last 50K is on the coast, possible wind. Then the cobbles. And then stage six is 220K, really tough sort of final, real Matthew Vanderpool sort of stage. So uh, the Tour de France first week is always brutal. It's always exciting. I don't think no matter what the parkour is, that there'll be, there'll be chaos. Unfortunately, we're going to lose a GC rider, I think. It's always mm. the case. Um and then, yeah, the, uh, from stage seven onwards, it's it's pretty brutal. How many times will G fall off? 
hopefully zero. He tends to fall off at least two to three times a tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so if he's cut that down to one or two, he's a chance. Just to Campbell's point before, even if the parkour looks a bit boring on, on the paper, the stress and the excitement of the Tour de France makes it busy. Yeah, I mean, all those sprinters are going to try and pocket one early. That's so important. If you can bag a stage early. Yeah. All right. Are we, we reconvene, yeah. not the first rest day, because that's post-Copenhagen. Uh, yeah, first rest day. Do we do a post-Copenhagen? Yeah, we do. So let's do it. It's the Tour de France. Tour de France. Thanks, Max. Hope your uh, fancy ankle injury gets better soon. Um, and back on the ground and can keep those D's winning. Thanks, Cambo. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. We'll see you back at the social club soon.